1: Jordan, we are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready to sip on this hot tea. What's up, Al? And what's up, Q? Hey, fellas. What's, what's going, going on, party? everybody? Happy Monday. Are we drinking tonight?
0: <laughs> no, I am unlocking my better self. I got a little bit of cranberry
1: juice over here. Mm, clear the pipe, No.
2: Right? I just didn't have time to get down to the bar. I would be drinking, but no, I'm not drinking tonight.
1: I got a little bit of vodka and simply lemonade tonight. Cause I have one of them days today.
2: That's a good look combo. I've been
0: having one of those months, but I'm, I'm trying not to, to lean that way when I'm having a whole <laughs> so we'll see.
1: I actually cried today over this, just people. Like just letting you down. And once I cry, I have a headache for the whole day. And it just like makes every little thing be a thing. Like, are y'all like that? Like, once I, it's like breaking the seal, then the whole day is like done.
0: You so know what I mean? these last, this like last week, it must be something in the energy. Mercury must be in retrograde because I've been, my energy's been off to put it that way. My energy's been off as well.
1: Just being disappointed in people, you know? And necessarily not what you put out there is what you get back. And I, I, I've always had a hard time with accepting that, you know, like how things should be versus what they are. And I don't want to get sappy in the show, but I do like when we talk about these kinds of yeah, things. Yeah. I'm
2: like, depressed I, now. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. yeah, But, but I think there's some soulmates that could probably like, be like, yeah, me too. I'll be going through that too. And I'm glad y'all touched upon it. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to figure out ways around it without, you know, we got to keep, it. we still gotta keep it, keep it moving. Um, How are y'all doing today? Y'all doing fine? Y'all doing okay? I'm doing good. (laughs) Making it. How are you doing today?
2: Hey, traveling, you know, I'm back on the East Coast teaching this week in class, my hybrid class at Bowie State University. You know, this is actually, actually, I'm not sad because being around young kids really, really motivate me. Teaching them motivates me. Being on a college campus motivates me. Seeing all those people kind of living out their dreams, all of that crap motivates me. I I don't know. So it's hard for me to be depressed when I'm around uh, a university campus ever.
1: Being in college, I put a post up the other day, I don't know if y'all saw it, but I just said, hey, what was your major or what did you think you were going to be when you you were younger and are you working in your field? And it was pretty interesting seeing the responses. Did y'all think y'all be doing what you're doing now when you were like, you know, young, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed back in the day? Well, I guess not because Q, you were going for accounting.
0: Well, no, 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 absolutely no. I absolutely saw myself doing what I'm doing now. I didn't have the grades to get into the school of communications. So that, <laughs> that, that, that's, I was yeah,
2: too. How do you not have the grace to get into school to, of communications, but can get an economics degree? Right. Well, because, because our communications
0: program was really good at Florida State and it was a limited access program. And that oh. year, you needed a 3.0 to get in my year, but the average was a 3.5 and I had a 2.7.
2: Oh, So I didn't even even bother applying. (laughs) (laughs) Claudia, I'll say this. I, I graduated from the School of Architecture. I never studied or practiced architecture. But when I was a young kid, I used to play banker all the time. I know. Yeah, sounds right, right? I used to play banker all the time. And I did become a banker. So I did live out what I wanted to be from when I was younger, but not for what I went to school for.
1: Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I was uh, going to be, um uh, by I want to be into marine biology. And then I also want to work in a lab and study diseases. And then one meeting with one teacher, I wrote an article for the school newspaper. I volunteered and she said, you're a really good writer. And I go, I am. And she encouraged me that i got with the school newspaper, the school radio station. And then Got my FCC license back when you had to use a razor to splice tape. We used to have to like cut the ends of the tape and tape them together. That's how we would edit. Like when you, you do a promo, you go, and you may breathe before you talk. Mm-hmm. We had to cut that out. Like it, like we had to be very, very wow. hands on. So yeah, an FCC is like a lifelong license that you have. So I'm kind of proud of that. But here we are today, talking about booty holes
0: and and all kinds of of relevant (laughs) topics.
1: (laughs) All right, let's get into the show. Now, before we dive into some topics, we are kicking off the show by highlighting random facts about Breast Cancer Awareness Month with Did You Know? All right, we generally associate breast cancer with women. But did you know, according to the African-American Breast Cancer Alliance, black men in the United States have higher rates of various types of breast cancer compared to white men. Did you guys have any knowledge of this?
0: No, not at all. And I know I heard once back in the day that that men can get breast cancer, but you kind of forget it because you don't hear about it often and you never see the people on social media or the celebrities saying, you know, oh, Tom Hanks has breast cancer. So you kind of forget that men can even get it.
2: I feel like it, I didn't know this at all, but it kind of makes sense because breast cancer, uh, one of the key factors is sheer stress, right? And I can imagine being a black man, you're experiencing more sheer stress than white men, so therefore it could manifest in some type of cancerous cell in the in the breast tissue.
1: Um. This wasn't a black man, but a, a friend of mine, remember Rod Roddy on the Price is Right, the voice of the Price is Right that say, come on down with the the glittery jackets. He was the first man I've ever heard of that had breast cancer, he ended up succumbing and dying of it, and I was like, "Why?" Wow, I had no idea. So I'm glad we're talking about this and making y'all aware. So fellas, y'all need to stay, stay on top of this as well as, as us, so. All right, y'all, great conversation. Soulmates, if you are a survivor of breast cancer, um or have been diagnosed, please submit your photo, hometown, and your testimony to TGIF at foxhole.tv. That's TGIF at foxhole.tv. We love to share your story with our audience. All right, y'all. Let's jump into some topics. Oh, my God. This lady here. Smith has been on a tea spilling campaign to promote her new memoir worthy. You know, she's talking to everybody. We probably could get an interview with Jada Pinker right about now. Like she's talking to anybody <laughs> that I want to listen to or Jada holla. Well, now the actress is finally addressing the tea surrounding her and Will's sexuality and their alleged interest in being swingers. Jada replied to the rumors and said, I would say that none of that is true. I definitely can understand why there'd be misunderstandings, but none of it's true girl girl <laughs> girl don't you know a lot of us don't see t- in la we don't heard the tea and seen the tea and know some people got jobs on your shows what do you
2: that sounds like some good tea claudia keep spilling
1: one more sip and i will
2: <laughs> now, let me think about
1: this she needs to stop though
2: Seriously. Uh, well this is a deal i mean like just like she said, she never cheated on Will. That's what her new interview questions are. She said she's never cheated on Will and she would never do that to him. Okay. Then, so what was August Alsina? I don't know what's going on with her, but at this point, I don't think there's too much, too much that we can trust coming out of her mouth. I don't know what's real, what's not real, what's vulnerable, what's healing, um, and what's just simply trying to sell uh, books. So mm, I would say this, I do feel sorry for Will Smith and I just hope whatever it is that these trauma bonds, that these two are sharing, that they both get it settled and settled soon and don't write any more books, please. i beg of both of you.
1: <laughs> Q, what do you think about this? You know, it's so funny when
0: you said don't write any more books, I just realized Jada said Will wrote his book. So now she got to one up him. Um, here's the thing, right? <clears throat> Normally when people go on these books, you know, normally when people go on these book tours, the whole point is to sell books to make money. I just don't understand people who got all the money already. Like why are you spilling all your tea to make more money? I I, I just don't get it. Y'all have a list money. So the, the, the motive behind this book, and it's funny now because as annoyed as we are, I'm going to tell you, she's doing a pretty good job because now I kind of want to know what's the rest of the tea. And I might have to get like the audio book to kind of see what the rest of the tea is.
1: Listen, I know people think that I have a hard on for Jada and I don't. And I, and people say, you know, we'll actually started it, but he's not really getting a lot of the smoke. He did divulge some stuff in his book and I haven't had a chance to read it. And I think, you know, y'all probably do have a point, you know, we do cover her more and she's going to get more smoke, but let me tell you something. I know for a fact with my own knowledge of what I've seen, experienced been around and seen on a set I worked with, where Jada Pinkett was there. I don't know. Is it cheating if you mess with a girl or you try to get out a girl? Because a Hollywood producer called me today. That is a female that we spoke about how she was trying to get recruit her as well. I'm not going to spill her tea. Cause she didn't tell me I could say it was her, but we talked about this today. Today, yeah. me and this girl talked to, she's like, girl, she was trying to get me and saying, don't knock it till you try it, it Was her. And another actress that was in one of the Bill Cosby shows,
2: Bill um, Cosby spin-offs. Shows.
1: and those two were trying to get at my friend, allegedly, so is that cheating? If it's like, if you say, if you like mess around with a girl and you marry, right? Or you try, is that cheating? Cause like the, I never cheated, you lying.
0: It's giving me technicality. It's giving me, it's not cheating he knew. It's giving me, I've got permission to do it. It's giving me, we're in an open marriage. So it's really not cheating. That That's what it's giving.
2: It's giving me, Claudia needs to drink before work more often. <laughs> I love the way she's
1: spilling this tea. It just irritates me like, just don't say anything. If there's something that I've done, let me just spill some of my tea. I've done mushrooms before. I would not go on this show and say, oh my God, I would never do drugs of any kind. I would never do any of that. It's like, I would just, when y'all talk about drugs, I would just be like- be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Not me, girl. (laughs) That's all you would get from me. You would just get me, but, mm, mm. but when you go on tours, and And that's I think that's why I think that's why Jade is getting more smoke than will because Will's not saying anything. He just like being quiet because he knows he's got some dirt with him as well. Mm-hmm. But she's like all this trying to be perfect because I know she markets herself as a healer. And I get that, right? but a real healer would say, I've done this. I've done that. I've been toxic. I, and I've healed myself from that. And now I can give you my testimony and here I am, but the fake still, I didn't do that. I didn't do this girl. There's too many of us that have seen you around LA who have seen you on the set. When, remember when Ellen had her show, mm-hmm. I did extra work on that episode and Jada was a a, a guest on that and One of the stagehands, Damn, they try to deliver me to her, okay? Well, so you know I'm, gonna say,
2: right I'm just going to say, I'm not
1: lying, but I'm not lying though, so I'm not afraid to say this. I was doing extra work. I was very shy and I was like, oh my God, I had no idea what was happening. But like people get, you know, they l- bring her over here. Let me, let me, I want to meet her and all that kind of stuff. What do you want from me? I'm making a hundred dollars a day doing extra work. I'm just saying, stop it. Just be quiet because people like me who have a couple drinks are going to be like making you look crazy.
0: But girl, why are you taking a sip? Let's hit some of these comments. Derek said, <laughs> I'm tired of the whole damn family. And um, Tanya Williams said, No need to buy that dang old book. She's telling everything. And Ansel D'Angelo said, Okay, but I want to know the details with Will
2: and Dwayne, Claudia. All right, Claudia, let's go. Take a sip.
1: Oh, <laughs> I know. Uh-oh. Dwayne Martin. He's uh there's a lot of real estate in LA. Him and Will are good friends. I think he had a Bentley at one point. He's always been <laughs> very nice to me. Um, <laughs>
0: but, but but
2: Spilly, I, I
1: ain't never seen them do nothing. I ain't never seen them do nothing. I heard rumors like y'all heard rumors, but I ain't never seen, you know, I ain't never seen it. But I, you know, this is this rumors, but I ain't never seen nothing like that. Ask Lisa Ray about that. No, I'm sorry. Not ask Lisa Ray. Who else was talking about that? Someone really has a lot of Tisha. T-shirt. Ask Tisha, not Lisa. Let me not. Let me not let Lisa catch am I'm stretch. gonna call
0: Tisha soon we get off the as soon as we get off the line. I'm calling the alright
1: you All right, y'all. But this is all alleged legend. All right, transgender woman Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney was recently named Woman of the Year by Virgin Atlantic and a British LBGTQ magazine. During her acceptance speech, Dylan said, I'm so honored to be with you all tonight. And you know, some see me as the woman of the year. Some see me as woman of the year and some change as I only publicly came out uh, online 560 days ago. And some people don't see me as a woman at all. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on Dylan, Dylan, receiving this recognition? Go ahead, Q. I want to hear this.
0: Um, actually none. And, and this is one of those stories. I was like, Oh Lord, I hope tonight, Claudia don't go on one of her tangents with this woman stuff and this trans stuff Cause I'm not in the mood for it, but honestly, and truthfully, this really is a non-story. It's an LGBTQ magazine. Let it alone. It's not like it's sports illustrated. It's not like it's entertainment tonight. If she's going to be named woman of the year anywhere, let it be in the LGBTQ space. This really is a non-story in my opinion.
1: Al?
2: Um, I'm going to have to disagree with Q on this one. I understand where he's coming from by saying it's a non-story because it's in an LGBTQ plus magazine. However, just within that community, some women in that community feel marginalized when these type of awards are given to trans women. So, you know, I was thinking about it. How do you actually answer this question without um, without offending natural born women versus also not offending trans women. So I was thinking maybe is it wrong for them to just create a whole new category and call it trans woman of the year?
0: I can't, I can't speak for trans women. I can't speak for them. But my assumption is that that doesn't work because
2: I'm a woman. Okay, I got it. So then let me let me shift the conversation then cuz I, I that's that's some murky waters that I am not prepared for <laughs> and a discussion that's harder. But I do I do want to talk about this. Why don't we hear or see these discussions when it comes to trans men? Like I really feel like some way that it's manipulated in how things are reported, how it's covered and highlighted in media or is someone in the higher up saying, "Hey, let's create this division between trans women and cisgender women. I can answer
0: that that succinctly for you. Okay. And the simple answer is male privilege. The simple answer is, and that's why you don't see men fighting with trans men because they'll never be a threat. Got it. And it literally is that simple. A trans man will never be a threat to a man because of male privilege.
2: Gotcha.
1: Okay. Well, um, let me go ahead and say something and I take slight offense to you Q saying that I don't want her to go on her rants. I'm supposed to defend if we had a a gay issue and I said and it was an issue that affected your community, you would definitely Defend yours and go hard No, you
0: just teeter the lines of transphobic and homophobic. No, I
1: no, I don't. You do. You no, do. no, you no, do. No, we no I do not. our
0: Communities. You do.
1: And, and what if I said you cheated the lines of being negative and black women hatred? Like, no, I. You, I'll, accept I'll accept it. It won't be the first time but, I heard uh, it. Because then you sit there and make a video about <laughs> how you don't. Uh, it's not transphobic when I say I'm just being pro- I'm being positive and pro women, and I've never said anything negative about trans women. I've actually have d- defended a lot of times. I remember being on shows with people, with men, straight men, just cisgender men, which I don't like using that term, but natural born men and fighting vehemently for, for the rights and the acknowledgement of the trans community. The problem with this, and I think, and you're also part of this, you cannot have a You can't have a, a, a space where if I have any criticism for something you've done, and you happen to be gay or trans, that that means it's an indictment against the community. Cause that's not fair. It's an indictment against the individual, an argument with the individual, but it's not fair to put that on someone because it makes people just be afraid to have a real honest conversation. Like if you have a fight with me and it's about principle, a a thing, right? Not anything to do with me as a black woman or you as a gay man, it should not be deemed as you being anti-black woman and it should not be deemed as me being homophobic or transphobic. If you are without, if I can never criticize you because of what box you check off, is that equal rights or is that privilege? And I think that's unrealistic. I have no hatred or fear of the trans community and I resent that label. So I'm gonna say something every single time. And yes, this woman being named woman of the year in a a, a neutral space, of course I would have something to say about that. But in a trans space, hell no, have at it. But since we avoid our opinions, I think there's other trans women that are more notable that deserve it, and I'll say T. S. Madison deserves it more for the strides that T. S. Madison has made. I just heard about Dylan th- three hundred day, days ago, so that's what I'm saying. I have to say something because I feel like when we say make comments like that, it just shuts people up. That I can't say anything critical, or I'm going to be deemed transphobic. When you know that's not the case, we've had conversations about this, and I just want to make that very clear. All right, I don't have any hatred or phobic or phobias for the community. I don't. All right, y'all. Coming up next, Monica reveals why she feels underappreciated as an artist. And later we have your tea fact of the day. Stay close. We'll be right back. Hit that like button, y'all. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. Monica revealed in an interview with Maverick Carter and Paul Rivera that she feels underappreciated as an artist. Monica said, I'm actually a person that, for all the records I've broken, I really have never won any awards. I'm really the most forgotten, if you think about it. I'm pretty much the underdog, but I sit very comfortably in it because I can still go wherever I want, do what I want, live how I want. I think this is a pretty interesting thing because. Monica is a very talented uh, person and you know, does she really get her flowers? What are your thoughts on this remarks? Q, I know you're super into music and you're like our music guru here. What do you think about what she said?
0: You know I, what she said was very interesting. And for somebody who's been in the business for a very long time, this really could hurt a person's feelings, right? You know, you 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 see your peers, you see these new people coming out, getting awards, and you've never gotten one. But I, I oftentimes when I have these conversations with people, I I, I I like to use the comparison of Diana Ross and Patti LaBelle, right? Like, Patti LaBelle never became the, you know, the the mega superstar that Diana Ross became, but Patti LaBelle's still working. You know what I'm saying? She's one of those people, her, she never did like this, but she did like this, and Patti is still working to this day. And not that Diana Ross can't, can't work because when she comes out, she sells out. But people like Patti LaBelle, they still work consistently. You got some people who peak, get all the awards. you got other people who are just flatline, plateaued, consistent artists. And I think Monica is one of those artists that will be like a Patty LaBelle who will be performing for 50 years versus someone who peaks becomes a mega superstar, then goes and sits down somewhere. So you have to just ask yourself, you know, what type of career do you want? Do you want the one that comes with all the accolades? Or do you want the 50-year working career? And I think that Monica will be one of the girls with the 50-year working career.
1: All right. Al, what do you think? Yeah, I totally agree
2: with Q because I'm going to tell you what, if you, if Monica to me is like a touring artist because every stop is sold out. She stays working. She stays singing. Um, And when I think about her, I think about Brandy. I think about Monica. I think about Aaliyah and I think about Maya. I put them all in like that same category. And the ones that kind of peaked and did better were the ones that also were able to do that crossover into main media. And I think Brandy, because they were all doing it at the same time, because Brandy was able to do it first, somewhere in there, Monica got lost, right? And I don't think that her fans liked her any less. I just feel like the label politics could have placed her where she presently is today.
1: Um, Trevor Mitchell said, yes, Monica has never received many awards. They all went to Brandy and Usher during her era. Do you think people looked at her like she was the more like street, unpolished, which I'm not saying she is, but you know, she's more like Urban, mm-hmm. right? And then yeah. it's like, Brandy was the safer, and, it, but, yeah, the but bronzer,
0: deeply,
1: yeah. deeply yeah. counted, right? Well, most
0: definitely, and, and, you know, it's so funny. And Monica always talks about in interviews, the Holy Trinity, which was her, Aaliyah, and Brandy. And of the three of them, you know, Brandy and Aaliyah did cross over more into those white spaces. You had Brandy who became the Disney girl. You know what I'm saying? So once you go Disney, that's a wrap. And then you had Aaliyah who crossed over and was doing the movies and all of that. I'm not going to promise you that if you go into a lot of white spaces that they know Monica's music, you know what no. I'm saying? I can't speak for white people, but I'm willing to bet, you know, Monica's music doesn't resonate with white crowds as much as Brandy's and Aaliyah's may have at that time. That's and true.
1: Didn't it feel like the video, the song and the video, the boy is mine kind of made Brandy seem like the good girl and Monica was like the problematic, like, you know, like kind of like was the aggressor. Do you think that had anything to do with it? I mean, it it, it could
0: be possible, but you know, that that's also because of stereotypes that are put on to, to black women. You know what I'm saying? Monica does have a more sassy, traditional, you know, sister girl attitude. And then, you know, Brandy was media trade. And again, she was the Disney princess. So yeah, she came in, you know, all angelic and soft. And so, I mean, all, you know, all of that could have been a factor.
1: All right. Moving on. A reporter is claiming that Carly Russell's mother, Talitha R- Russell, tried to grab his phone after her daughter was charged in the kidnapping hoax. Check this out.
2: Why did you lie, Carly Russell? Why did you lie to the public? Why did you blame a white man? Why did you blame a white man? Why did you blame a white? Don't touch my phone, ladies. Lady, don't touch my phone. Don't touch my phone. Why did you? Miss Russell, why did you grab my phone? Why did you grab my phone, Miss Russell? Why did you lie to national television?
1: All right, Al, let me hear from you first. What are your thoughts on this clip? Now, listen,
2: I will agree that the aggressive was very that the and you know, the reporter was very aggressive, he was not objective, and he did put like a racial slant on it. but after I watched how she pranced around there and responds to it, just something about how she behaved just did not sit well in my soul i I, I say this and i I don't know where it's coming from, but if anybody wants to know where Carly Russell gets her sense of entitlement and delusion. Take a look at this video and let me know if you see where she really got it from. I say she got it from her mama.
1: Mm-hmm. Key, what you think?
0: I've been going off on a mama since they did that Good Morning America interview or, or whichever one it was, the big national interview, and um, they didn't circle back and apologize. You know what I'm saying? Like, even to this day, y'all have yet to circle back and apologize. And I just have no tolerance for people who double down on wrong and double down on dumb. You got on the news and damn near blessed us out. You know what I'm saying? How dare we, you know, not believe your daughter and read trauma. And then when you found out your daughter lying, a simple America, I'm sorry. I don't know why my daughter did this, but we're trying to get to the bottom of it. Would have sufficed. And you have yet to come back and apologize to people who were out there praying, looking for your daughter, spending resources and stuff. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, that lady he he got. He was trying to bait her. He was trying to bait her into doing something violent and aggressive, um, and she should have did something violent and aggressive. Yeah, I, I ain't even gonna waste my time saying I don't condone violence. I do think there are certain situations where you ain't got no other choice but to bop somebody ass in the mouth. Okay, okay, he needed okay. to be bopped in the mouth.
2: What do we think about? Um, what do we think about? What's her name? Offering restitution to pay her restitution if I'm Carly. Feel- yeah. Who, Candace Owens, Cohen, Candace Owens. Oh, Candace
1: Owens. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not a minute, Owens
2: mean. has agreed to pay Carly uh, Russell's uh, restitution, which is I think eighteen thousand dollars, if she gives her a one on one and tells us, the public, where she was for forty eight hours. What
0: Carly do you think? Russell would be a damn fool to go on that show because Candace Owens's only objective is to vilify black people. And to make that girl look bad and to make her cry and to bait her into looking stupid, she'd be a damn fool to go on Candace Owens' show.
1: So I gotta keep the same energy for Carly as we would if it was a white person and blaming a black person for something they did. Cause that listen, none of- when you're wrong in the piggyback of both how dare you get defensive when you're wrong? Your daughter's wrong. I know it's embarrassing. And I know people don't, people say black women, we don't like to, uh, women, we don't like to apologize and a lot of time. That's true. Okay. I'm going to give you that. But listen, in this case, national attention, like your daughter did us dirty with, with the current state of how they don't look for black women when they're kidnapped. And then you go do this, you should be a little bit more humble and say, you know what? I was out of my mind, temporary insane. I was tripping. I am sorry. And the mother should be like, you know what? Just pray for my daughter. But to be all aggressive like that, you're not helping what your your image, right? Um, right. As a brand strategist, that was like a terrible look to, get you know, all right. like that. All right, y'all, let's move on. Nini Leakes has been very open about her past relationships and shared that she once considered an open marriage, but she prefers to be with someone who loves her. Nini said, I considered it but I know that's not who I am as a person. I really would want to be with somebody that really loves me and really wanted to be there for me. Uh, any thoughts on this fellas? And would you consider an open marriage? Go ahead Q.
0: Um, you know, first off, let me, let me say Nene Leaks has spent a large part of her adult life in a relationship. So I can completely understand how now she feels so unsettled not having a partner when she's so used to having a husband. And something that she said in that that pillow talk that resonated with me, what triggered all of this is when she went to the doctor's office and she had to put down an emergency contact and she did not have anyone to put down. And I must say, if I'm being very vulnerable and transparent here, I have moments of, oh, shoot, you are single and don't have nobody either when it's time for me to put down my emergency contact and god forbid i have to put down two contacts it's just like you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and and, and it's weird because i put down two people i put down my best friend jonathan i put down my sister you know my sister got a husband and got kids my other sister's got isaac you know what i'm saying is that really my emergency contact like you know what i'm saying if if i get in a car accident and and lose both of my legs you know am i really going to go I want to be the fourth child to my other sister. And my, my nephew's mom, she's a single mom. Like, am I really going to go be an invalid at her house? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm kind of alone out here. So I get what she's saying. As far as the open marriage thing is concerned, I, I I also get where that level of ponderance is coming from because you just want somebody in any type of configuration. But um, my heart goes out to Nene, and I think, you know, she'll find somebody else pretty soon.
2: Al, what do you think? So I've been thinking about this a lot because in all of my astrology readings that I kind of do on a regular tells me that I'm going to be participating in a non-traditional and not uh, same-sex, but a different non-traditional type of relationship, which is going to lead to a long-term partnership. And I was thinking, does that mean that I may have more than one partner? Because isn't that what open marriage is? You have one or more sexual or romantic partners. And my whole thing in my head is, I can get down with that as it relates to being the receiver of it, (laughs) but for me to have to share my partner with somebody, I think that's the part where open marriages, I cringe at, because honestly, I don't want anybody else being romantically entwined and physically um,
1: enjoying my partner.
2: I should like I to enjoy it. <laughs> hey,
1: Nini, I'm going to say this to Nini. Again, um, you're someone that's used to being in a long-term relationship with someone. Don't compromise. Just to, I know you've been out the dating game for a long time and it's going to be really scary to get back in after having stability for so many years, but that I think you'll be unhappy with that as well. So don't do that. Just be patient. Um, I will say this. I will like to uh, kind of put this, message out to other women and men that kind of come for women that don't have someone. Well, where is your man? Don't take joy in that because you never know when that's going to come back to you. And this is not a dig to her. This is dig to a lot of women that do this to women and put this unnecessary pressure on us where if you don't have a man or a child that you're somehow less worthy, something's wrong with you. And then you find yourself in that area. You're like, damn, it's not as easy as we'd like it to be. And if you really hold out for what you want, it's gonna be even harder. So I'm glad you're not compromising though. Screw that. You don't need to do that. And uh yeah. All right, y'all. Coming up next. We have a T fact of the day. And later find out why an Oklahoma judge is under fire. Keep it locked and hit that like button. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to TJF. Real quick, you know, I know y'all get mad. We don't tell you what's happening. We just try to do a little negotiating. Some of these things we gotta preach to y'all about, right, Funky? That's right. Ain't <laughs> hey, not but two hundred dollars. I'm just saying it'll cause oh, a lot honey. of creativity. I think don't you mm, sure would, honey. Let's I give them a. Can. Should we give him a sample tonight? Let's see if we can do that. Let's give him a sample. Okay, this is Let's what two thousand dollars is going to get you in the future. Mm. All right, y'all, this episode of TJF is brought to you by Wild Grain. Now, Wild Grain is the first-ever baked-from-frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Now, every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, and no thawing is required. Now, the team at Wild Grain just sent me a new box with so much delicious stuff inside, let me tell you all about, all about it. Listen, y'all know I like to cook, and sometimes I don't feel like cooking from scratch. I just pop in something from Wild Grains. I add all my little extra ingredients and I jimmy rig it up a little bit, and it's so good and so convenient, and I love it. I am actually a huge fan of Wild Grains. Al, what was your favorite item that you
2: <laughs> <laughs> If I talk about these peach pockets one more time. Oh, actually, I, the, the chocolate pockets are better than the peach pockets. Mm, and then the Apple Pockets are really good too. I think for me being a single male, the thing that I like the most is that you're getting really good quality uh, bread and pasta that you can just, it's just ready to go. It's ready to go. You can literally take it out of your refrigerator and bake it and it tastes exceptional. It must be
1: awesome because you've definitely been promoting the Peach Pockets for a long time. Mm -hmm. So to hear the chocolate is even better funky. How has having Wild Grain in your freezer helpful to you when you're hosting or attending a holiday get together with your family or friends that come through to your place?
0: You know, it's so funny that you asked me such a specific question. I kid you, no lie. Some of my fraternity brothers were in town yesterday for a wedding. And back in college, we used to have soul food Sunday. And I said, you know, y'all want to have soul food Sunday since y'all in town, come up to my house. They got over. I was like, oh crap, what am I going to cook? Do some stuff together, um, had some sourdough bread in there, cooked that with part of the meal. And then I didn't have nothing sweet threw those doggone peach pockets in there, and it was a hit, and everybody was like, you, what is this? And I was like, believe it or not, this is some stuff that my job uh, sends us that we promote called Wild Grain, and they loved it.
1: I mean, that sounds like a quite an endorsement to me. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. Now, if you want a box of all bread, all pasta, or all pastries, you can have it. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash tea to start, start your subscription. You are me free for croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash tea. That's wildgrain.com slash tea, or you can use promo code T at checkout. Promotional consideration furnished by Wildgrain. Let's get back to more topics. I'm just second. <laughs> I hit my note
0: <laughs>
1: we could all agree that social media oh, tends to resurface some of the most random facts in pop culture history so it's only fair that we unpack those facts in our chief fact of the day alright I'm sure y'all remember the classic film Love and Basketball right fellas yep All right. In a recent interview, Sanaa Lathan revealed that she had a miserable experience on set, mostly because she wasn't the top pick for the role. Gina Prince by the wood who made her directorial debut with this film, wanted someone with a name and who had experience in both acting and on the basketball court. Sanaa said, I think Gina finally got to the point where she had to hire somebody. It's almost like she hired me because she couldn't find somebody else. So there wasn't a lot of joy and there wasn't a lot of trust in me. Wow. Who would have known? Cause like she's so synonymous with love and basketball, right? What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on this tea fact of the day? Now, just a little note. Sana won an NAACP image award and a BET award for her role in love and basketball. Al, what do you think about this tea?
2: This is so interesting because I'm thinking, okay, she said two two things that needed to exist. One is they had to be familiar with playing basketball, and two, they had to be a big name. So who could that have possibly have been at that time? Because we know Gabrielle Union did try out for this role and did not get it because she didn't think that the director didn't think that that was a good fit either. But I'm just thinking in my head, who else in that time period would be a choice. No one, because those two worlds seldom cross.
0: Right. You had Lisa Leslie, but she couldn't act. You know she probably couldn't act. You, and, and,
1: and, and, shut up, Kim. And she's too tall, Kim, she's No, too no, no, I'm no,
0: gonna say nothing about Lisa Leslie, but I'm just saying the two worlds seldom cross. Right, right. You know what I'm saying, right, they're gonna right. either act and act well and not play basketball or play basketball well and not know how to act. So the, the Gina, whomever the hell she was, uh, was looking for a needle in a haystack. And then if the, if there was somebody who could act and who could play basketball, they probably were not a big name, um, or whatever the case may be, but shame on you, Gina, for creating that type of work environment. I mean, I can only imagine how it would feel to be on set, set somewhere and feel not wanted. You know what I'm saying? And, and have to perform that role. That, that can't be easy.
2: You know, Q. You said Lisa Leslie. You know, Lisa Leslie and Don Staley were supposed to be in this movie, but because they pushed back production days, it ran into their being those two being or uh, being a part of the Olympics, so they weren't able to be in that movie. So it's interesting that you said that.
1: And to speak to what you said, Q. Um doing a job where you know that they don't absolutely love you is got, that's got to make it even harder. Like so hard to, to, to give it your all, you know, being an actor, you got to be vulnerable. You got to be open. You have to like not be so self-conscious. And I'm sure she had to be like probably every take she probably was like, was that okay? Uh, Looking for anything that had to be really hard. So for her to do such a good job with all of that, who and then
2: also, I I, Q, I, I think I'm going to have to back up Gina a little bit because you forgot, Sanai Lathan did admit that the first time she ever touched a basketball was making that movie. So, so it she shouldn't her. It, so she shouldn't her. Should yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine the stress around someone who's never played the sport, never touched a basketball, and now I'm your director trying to create a block, a blockbuster film. And an excellent job they did because this is this is Black culture iconic film at its highest as it relates to Black love. So great job by everyone.
1: It had to be hard for both of them and kudos for them because it, it's a classic that we still talk about.
2: Yeah, I mean, too, lastly, before we move
0: on, at the end of the day, they could have hired a body double to do the basketball scenes. I mean...
1: Don't you love when they do that and they don't do great editing and you see <laughs> like little like you see a person's face that look nothing like the face? this
0: like, this really didn't seem like that big of a deal. That's what they have stunt doubles and body doubles for.
1: Right. All right, y'all. Keep it locked because coming up next. an Oklahoma Judge may be getting the boots. And later final, if Shannon Sharp <laughs> should fire his makeup artist. keep it locked, man. You gotta I can't wait for y'all to see these pictures. We'll be right back. Mm-mm. Welcome back to the show. I'm looking at the comments right now. Funky, they want to see you. Uh Julian Favor says they want to see you in a Tubi movie. They said you would be hilarious. And I have to agree with that.
0: But Claudia, you can set, set me up. Oh, that's a little too cheap for me, Carly. And I can't be over there shooting.
1: Oh, uh, uh, they pay good.
0: No, I'm not mm-hmm. talking about I'm not talking about the pay. I'm just talking. I would probably be on the set, be like, I, oh. the, the the tubi quality just don't be there. So I'm gonna
1: tell you this. As
0: a TV actress
1: it don't be feeling like it when you do it sometimes okay. in the editing because like when you on set it'd be looking good you'd be like damn we about to light this thing up and then sometimes uh-huh. like, they'd be running out of money when they have to put like a gunshot in later on you know what i'm saying but when you there i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you in a tubi give me, give me a little cameo on like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah. i'll do it <laughs> well, a, that's gonna be
0: hilarious well, and I, I, you know I, what watch me go over there and become like the king of tubi right? like
1: <laughs> yes
0: it's just what so my life has been reduced to.
1: Amen. We <laughs> I, I think that people will live for it. I think it'll be funny. Oh uh, Lord! In the comments, put some um, put some uh, acting masks in the in the in the chat if you want to see funky in some Tubi movies. <laughs> right. An Oklahoma judge is under fire for sending more than 500 text messages to her bailiff during a murder trial that involved a two-year-old victim. Judge Tracy Soderstrom's messages included mocking the prosecutor praising the defense attorney and calling a key witness a liar. That sound like our text message and we be
0: trying. <laughs> <laughs> we be at work. <laughs> we be like
1: in the chat, like, oops, wrong person. All right, what are your, what are your thoughts on this sick story? She was in, the, in court talking trash. What you think about this, Al?
2: I mean, you can't get more gross negligence and not only just her duty, but partiality and not to mention, not to mention oppression. I've said this before on this show. Anytime a judge is called doing or behaving like this, every single one of their cases on this, whether it's the city level, state, county or feds need to go back and be reviewed for all cases need to be reviewed. Because I can't imagine that a person who exhibits this type of behavior is not being bias, does not exercise some form of incompetency, and has not at one point in their career, if not their entire career, been the reason for a miscarriage and justice.
1: That's right. Gio, what do you think about this?
2: Absolutely. She needs to be taken off the bench. And actually, she
0: needs to be disbarred. I mean, this to me suggests that you don't even take your oath serious. You don't take your job serious. Um, the, The text messages show that your mind is already made up in this right. case. And, and that that's not fair. You're supposed to be the neutral party uh, to carry out justice in this situation. So I think this is horrible. Um, and, and we can't trust this woman.
1: It is good to know, right, that people are getting busted for this, like to see how much bias is out there, you know, because a lot of times before technology, we didn't really get to, you know, we didn't get to know that people like they didn't leak their messages because there were no text messages. Right. And now we get to see, like, I wonder how many cases were influenced by people that just already had their mind made up before they'd been on that, you know?
0: And too, I think, I think there should be, um, something put in place where the attorneys are allowed to call out the judge during court. When you see them doing this, the video show this woman, like right now I'm playing on my phone. Y'all can tell that I'm playing on my phone. You should be able to call them out.
1: hmm Sonny Clark said these people need to be held to a higher standard and queen LJ 12 Jack said she's a judge who didn't conceal her bias off the bench with her. Yeah. All right. A woman's mugshot is going viral after she was accused of stabbing a police officer, a taxi driver and an employee at a Hartsfield Jackson international airport in Atlanta. How do you guys feel about this viral photo? (laughs) Um, Yeah, Al.
2: I mean, come on. For some reason, when I watched that video, just looking at her mug shot, it made me feel like, like that, that mug shot, it made me feel like our mental health care system has failed this woman. She's 44 years old. You can't tell me that somebody who acts and behaves like that does not have a long history of mental health issues. And if she did, why wasn't it taken care of? Is it because she didn't have health insurance? Was it because she didn't have access to therapy? What happened in this woman's development where our mental health system failed her to this means, or to this ends? Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Q, what do you think? And what do you think about our picture? You're on mute, you're on mute.
2: Let me tell you something. She lucky, that,
0: <laughs> she lucky that police officer in the airport they shoot the hell out of her, okay? I was reading this story and I'm sorry, y'all. This is one of those situations where some she stabbed that man in that taxi. Then she went in the airport. She stabbed the Delta person. The police officer went to mace her. He slipped on the doggone mace. So she didn't um, was able to cut him in the doggone leg. Crazy or not, this is one of them cases when somebody
2: Airport. <laughs> oh, and don't forget they tried to taser.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is the one time it would have been okay, right? No, we ain't no <laughs> <march> for her. <laughs> ain't no marching for her. All right, y'all. Coming up, Shannon Sharp is addressing his beat face from his morning episode of first eight. <laughs> yes, Miss
0: Shannon.
1: Oh wow, find out <laughs> all about it when we return. <laughs> Welcome back. Yo, the chat is so shady. I'm not going to say which I, y'all listen, support everything on Fox. okay, that's all I'm going to say. All right, y'all. Shannon Sharp's face was casket beat this morning on first take.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: The TV personality tweeted an image of himself with a caption. Appreciate the concern over my makeup this morning on first take. This was her first time doing my makeup and it was a little heavy. My appearance is important. But not as important as my takes. Hopefully, the takes were great as usual. What are your thoughts on Shannon's beat face and production? Can we see that one more time, please?
0: Baby, please. Let me tell you. So Shannon Sharp had on that cremation number five, baby. That's him, <laughs> Brown, right there. That's him, Ball Brown. He looked casket ready, baby. He looked. Like, he looked like Willie Watkins did his face. with well, uh, a Federal New Funeral Home, with somebody, and then he had on the funeral suit too. Who got the body?
2: <laughs> uh, That's hilarious. That makeup artist, was that makeup artist a former mortician maybe no he said he did it no, he, no didn't. he didn't say he did it he said this was the first time he did his makeup his no 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 this is the first time this makeup artist did his makeup oh, he said that he's gonna yeah. give or her or him another chance and he'll get better or she'll get better but was this makeup artist a former mortician or something or a drag queen art makeup artist because death right there was a so, uh, so what's
0: the yeah. issue Claudia you're a woman is it on heavy or is it the wrong c- color
1: could actually can you put the picture up one more time so we can just thoroughly break this down
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's the face he's making
1: it's the face, and and it's the, the, brown face. Brown
2: the big shoulders
1: i think the brown the i think she put a foundation on that. did it was it's it definitely doesn't look like it's a powder on he looks very shiny and she glossed his lips just a little too much like the lip gloss is definitely popping don't you think it's like a little wet looking the lips it it, it, it is um
0: <laughs> and, and see, here's here's what's weird right because Shannon sharp uh he's I, I mean I don't know what he looks like outside of makeup I'm going out on a limb here and, and saying that he looks like he has pretty deep chocolate even skin and yeah. I know somebody like me when I go on television jobs and even this one I don't even use foundation I put a little bit of concealer up under here a little stripe of of liner. And just a little bit of powder, like people like me and Shannon Sharp, because we got that good skin. We don't need no <laughs> heavy. <laughs> we don't need no heavy. Oh, here we, we don't
1: need
2: a Claudia. I got a question for you. Uh-huh. Claudia, I got a question for you. Would you Would you date Shannon Sharp?
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's in shape. He's successful. Um, I'll help him with his makeup. He's smart. He got, I look like he got a banging ass body. And I like opinionated men. I like men that other men respect. I love that. Like that's sexy to me. Would you date him, Al?
2: Um, good question. Mm, let's see. Yeah, he's pretty tall. He's successful. He seems smart. He rich, Al. Yeah, he got money. I just don't think we would have the same sensitivities. Even though he's from South Carolina, he doesn't give me like, he hangs out with black people often.
0: Baby, let me tell you something. RP in the chat said he just need a wig, and you got Bing reigns playing Patti Labelle.
1: Funky, <laughs> would you date him? Is he attracted to you? Oh, he's attracted, but he too, he too strong.
0: He he, he, he and I, we like we'll be in the kitchen fussing all the time. He's too strong. Yeah, like too. Yeah, like we we both have a very strong energy. Like we, we it looked like we both, it looked like we would be fussing over like where we going for breakfast. What I right. said, I want Burger King this morning, but damn it, we going to white council. Like it just seemed like that our relationship would just be one big tussle.
1: Okay. all right, all right, okay, all right, y'all. A white man has finally been charged after admitting to stealing the infamous ruby slippers from the movie The Wizard of Oz. The shoes were stolen in two thousand five from the Judy Garland Museum in Minnesota, and they were recovered by the FBI in twenty eighteen. 76-year-old Terry John Martin pleaded guilty to a single count of theft of a major artwork. Any thoughts on this dusty criminal cue?
0: I FBI... Well, first of all, why is this an FBI case, number one? <laughs> right. Number, like, of all the things. But number two, the FBI slipping. Like, it took
2: y'all that long to find some dusty-ass shoes? Uh, ugh, Al... This is the right complexion for protection. Him and that lady, Carolyn Bryant, the one from Emmett Till, allegedly they were too old and too sick to actually bring any charges against them.
0: I mean, it's a waste of taxpayer dollars. I, I, I'm not even, I, 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 Carol and Brian should have got the electric chair. Him over these shoes. We've already wasted FBI payroll. It, it, it's a waste of time. The man's on the damn machine. God had to take care of it.
2: Well, why did that black woman, what's that nurse, Sybil? You guys remember that nurse Sybil? She was 70 something years old and she was in self-defense. And uh, now she's serving six months in prison for hitting her coworker.
1: She black though, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: there it is you know how they do us all right i want to thank my co hosts al reynolds and funky dineva for joining me and doing their thing thanks for watching us on youtube stay tuned for Soul face off and of course we'll see you tomorrow we got like 15 seconds left what y'all doing tonight y'all getting anything fun no
0: nah, i'm gonna call uber eats get some food and lay down and uh, my friend Larnette uh gave me recommendation
2: on netflix i'm gonna watch some netflix tonight y'all Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to write my lesson plans because my students read me the Ride Act today.
1: Oh, we'll hear more about that tomorrow. Okay, y'all. Bye. Have fun.